This is Sell More Floors. Sell More Floors. Never lower your price. Always add value. And here's your hosts, Cameron Garver. Cameron Garver. And so I think you guys might have inadvertently killed somebody. In the <laughs> Corey Henson. Corey Henson. I'm here to have a good time. And Cody Toland. Cody Toland. Buckeyes and Fudge. Wolfpack Equipment, your premier lineup of concrete preparation and dust extraction equipment. Join the pack today and kill the competition. Hey, welcome everybody to episode 12 of Sell More Floors. It's been a while, we wanted to get one out of here before the Thanksgiving break uh, to teach you guys on how to sell some shit. How's everyone doing? I'm, I'm pondering why nobody celebrates Thanksgiving Eve like they do Christmas Eve. It's starting to piss me off. Yeah, it's oh, weird, wow. man. You think about it, it's like a big deal uh, most of the year. Everyone looks forward to it, but Corey makes us work on this day. Yeah, it's it's like, like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, what else would we do? It's very true. I mean, yeah, we definitely know I wouldn't do anything else for sure. <laughs> You're going to sit at home? Might as well sell shit. Yeah, yeah. amen. Amen to that. Uh, no, yeah, it's great. What's all you guys' plans? What are we What are we doing? I want to take a nap. <clears throat> no, I mean like for Thanksgiving, oh. but I agree. I, I'm not far behind you on that. I guess my, my uh, in-laws are coming over tomorrow so now do you fun. like hosting thanksgiving like are you is that something you enjoy no. doing? yeah i was gonna say every time i've hosted like <laughs> twice I, something at my house terrible hate it you don't get to relax ever no the only time you get to relax is when you're at somebody else's home and you're enjoying the holidays yeah. yep. which is why i'm i'm happy i mean hey you guys know i hate traveling mm-hmm. but i gotta go to dayton which is about an hour trip to my wife's uncles who's loaded so he's got like a huge house oh he spares no expense it's gonna be a great time do you even have to chew your food or do they dude chew i don't you? even know man they're gonna have like blowjob machines in the back like it's dude he, he's loaded like thanksgiving dude, yeah dude i'm thankful for that <laughs> no it it's gonna be a great time he spares no expense and i'm such a piece of shit that I'm even like, man, I don't even want to drive an hour to do that. I just want to sit in my basement. Get like a Bob Evans turkey meal. Yeah, you know, just yeah. chill, man. <laughs> just get like a 10-piece nugget from McDonald's. But let's be honest. I mean, it, all you guys listen and everything, everyone talks about the turkey. But the turkey's like the least liked. It's the sides. The sides it's, make Thanksgiving. The sides make Thanksgiving. Sure. Turkey's like a, a hallmark. Like it's a staple for Thanksgiving, right? But yeah. it's like... It's usually who, dry. Who get, dude? I hate dry. Hundred percent always dry. I, I will say, my grandpa he always cooks a turkey. He makes Here a good turkey. Go. Like every year, it's like it's it's not yeah. like dry hey, or Gramps. anything like that. Oven, uh, yeah, oven. Okay, oven. Yeah. I mean, I've had turkey that's not dry, but even when it's not dry, it's still oh, like ham's okay. Still I'd rather eat six hundred pounds of stuffing than one piece of turkey. <laughs> well, that <laughs> like, do you guys do like a turkey and a ham? Yes, we always do. Ham's always better. Yeah, I, yeah. oh, dude, I, 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 I fuck with ham. I, I fuck with ham pretty hard. Yeah, you get that like brown sugar glaze on uh, there. I'm pretty sure uh, he'll probably have that option. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Like I said, this guy, super big house. Um, dude takes he's he's literally living the rock star lifestyle. Like I think he's a vice president of sales for like a building company, like that sells like lumber and stuff like that. Yeah, sounds poor to me. No, not at all, dude. He, he uh, is killing it. <laughs> Like, he makes over a half million dollars a year. Jesus. Like good for him. Him. That's pretty good. And Good for him. And I remember we were there on, um, you know, I guess this ties into sales. We were there for Easter, and, you know, lumber prices have been up and everything like that. And I was like, hey, Randy, I was like, how's business been? How's that been affecting you? Oh, they're booked out. Like it has not stopped anybody oh, no. from building houses. Money. He's just no. making, yeah. It's just like, making but he's more t- money on the lumber. He's yeah. just, he's just still like. I was like, I mean, lumber's like literally almost double the price. I mean, surely you're seeing some of that. And he's like, no, like we're booked out. Um, honest to God, I've never been busier. And I'm just wow. like, that's so crazy to me, because no matter what, like the price was. It, people are still buying, and that goes to flooring, I guess. I mean, back to what we talk about is quit being a bunch of pussies and blaming the price of material. Yeah, That's where I'd like to jump in because yep, yeah. people are still building houses. People are still getting their garage Every day, dude. It's I just was in Columbus, right? And yep. 
I'm driving. I'm like, what in the, when did that get there? It was like a whole new city, you know, of, of houses. I'm like, they, that was not there just the other day, Dude, I feel like. Unbelievable <laughs> development of like these. There's a garage floor being laid. Probably, I don't even, we could maybe Google how many houses get built in a day, but like. Hey, pull that up, Caleb. <laughs> yes. I mean, just I mean, like. Garage uh, floor after garage floor is like, I bet every minute. <laughs> I mean, that, if I was a business owner in terms of, like, if I did decorative concrete, that would keep me up at night. Like, yep. there's concrete out there that doesn't have my product or my service on it right now. Right now. That's how you got to think about it because, the, like, we're not short of any opportunities to coat concrete. Give me right your now, money. Guys. If you're not successful, it is 150% goes back to your inabil- inability to sell value and to sell yourself. That's the only yep. reason you're not successful is your inefficiency to do that. There's factories being built every second too. It's like there's huge floors everywhere. Yeah. Garage floors to factory floors, they're everywhere. Yes. Yeah. You just got to drive around and look at how much opportunity is out there. Everything yeah. is an opportunity. Like you just, Huge opportunity. You see right something now. going up, not, huh, I wonder what's going there. Like, hmm, who can I talk to about coating their fucking floor? Yeah. Yep. Think about it like an entrepreneur all the time because you guys are. Listening to this podcast, you guys more than likely own a decorative concrete company or you guys just own some company selling whatever product. Any of the things that we say on this podcast is applicable to multiple industries. And just literally anytime you sell a product or a service, you can implement the strategies and the things that we talk about on here and it's going to help you immediately. It's not like a a thing that that takes a lot of time. It's going to help you close more deals immediately and make you more money. We're bringing this podcast to you for free, so there's no, there's no reason you can't be successful in today's day and age. Dude, I could start a epoxy company anywhere right now. I, it's crazy how you can just, in my opinion, start any business right now. You know, if you want to just even do uh, like the gutter, you know, the gutter, whatever the leaf things yeah. you know i'm talking about yeah over top to to make sure that your gutters yeah, gutter clogged. guard or gutter whatever guard, you yeah. could like start a gutter guard company just the just do it the internet's provided so much opportunity we're like uh, uh, do you guys know who gary vaynerchuk is yeah no. yeah he's G- like a sa- the sales trainer guy yeah like he literally he knows people and they've built million dollar businesses by buying clearance clothes from Kohl's and reselling them. And like they make a, a ton of money just by like buying some Kohl's and reselling it on eBay or mm. Amazon or whatever. That's a lot of work. A little bit, but, <laughs> but it's like, the thing is, it's just, there's, there's so much opportunity everywhere, man. And like I said, it could get to the point where it's almost comical. If somebody calls me and they're telling me that they really can't sell floors at this point, because further diving into this and we deal with it every day, it's just like, okay, you can't. All right, well then just quit. Cause I mean, if, if you can't figure it out, you obviously don't care enough or you're not investing enough in yourself and in your business to become a better salesman or a better business owner. Really that simple. Stop cutting corners. If you're listening right now, stop cutting corners. That's only going to hurt you. Do it right. You know, cutting product or, you know, not sanding the floor in between coats on a metallic floor. That, That you're not saving any money you it's know? costing you money and it's creating headaches and problems where there's not everybody who's done floors for a while knows the nuances knows the little things that you really should be doing to cover your ass but over time they get numb to it and they decide to not do it and it always comes around to get it have a process maintain that process and continue to do that no matter how big you get how busy you get don't cut corners always remain remain i don't know how to say it i guess just remain loyal to your process is yeah. how i would say simple process really i mean yeah. yes. these floors are very simple and then you get the 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 one guy that calls and he's upset with us but really when you dig into it he cut a corner somewhere. Yeah, and he wants free product. That's usually how that goes. Cut, yeah. yeah, cut a corner, and then we, you know, 
What you, did you pour any in to thin it out or anything? Yeah, I mean, I poured a gallon of xylene for every gallon of epoxy, but I mean, nobody told me that I can't do that. Was the xylene low odor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's, there's water in it. <laughs> but that, I mean, just keep that in mind moving forward. I mean, the, the, the opportunities out there are plentiful. And they're, after this holiday season, man, really dig in and start to set your goals and really go for them. Keep, uh, keep marketing yourself and then just, just go after your goals. Write them down and don't stop until you achieve your goals. And then when you achieve your goals, set new goals. That's how you'll be successful. So yep. Caleb does have uh, quite a bit of questions, I believe. Right, Caleb? Yes, sir. All right. We can fire off, start answering some of these questions. Yep, don't forget, uh, submit your questions to sellmorefloors at gmail.com. Got my brain shut down for a second there. Um, here we go, episode 12 questions. Hey, guys. Oh! oh! Love your show. <laughs> Been a trying to sell out my floors in my area for $6 a foot, and all my competitors are around 4 to 5 What do you suggest I do in this situation? That is from Ben in Georgia. Hmm. Don't sell your price. You know, if if you're just trying to beat a price, then that's the only thing. Somebody's always going to undercut you. You're just going to keep making less and less money. You add a bunch of value. Be more professional. Be better than the four dollar guy. That's why you're charging two dollars a square foot more. Ben, Put it simply. Ben, the problem is you're a transactional business owner, which is great. But at a certain time, if you want to be different than your guys, you need to take a different approach. You need to be consultative. You need to, uh, we say it all the time, but there's a difference between, hey, oh, this person's saying $4 a square foot, you're saying 6 Yeah, that's just the price. That's a transaction. Okay, yeah, that person's at $4 a square foot. Uh, you know what millage they're laying the product at? I can go ahead. I don't know what they're doing. But if I was to lay a product for that price, I would not be making any money. And let me explain to you why that is. I do the base code at this because that's recommended by the specs. That's going to provide more uh, more tougher floor, a thicker millage epoxy. I'm going to flake at 100%, not skimp with the flake. And I'm also going to do a polyaspartic top coat, which is UV stable, abrasion resistant, scratch resistant, chemical resistant. And I'm going to put it on thick enough to the point where none of your flakes are going to pop up over the next year. That sounds a hell of a lot better than saying, oh, well, uh, $4 a square foot's nice, but I mean, I do better work. Like, you're just telling the customer you do better work. You sound like every salesman ever. Okay, you do better work. Great. Why? Explain to me why you do better work. That, that, that's where it boils down to. Because if you're coming to do an estimate on my flake floor and you're $6 a square foot versus $4 a square foot, I'm going to look at you like you're trying to fuck me over until you sit me down at the kitchen table and you say, here, let me explain to you why I cost a little bit more and educate the customer on the process. That brings a whole other dynamic to the company. We've talked about this before, but I think so many people in this industry, they're surrounded by epoxy and surrounded by flake floors, metallic floors, and all these different things that they do every single day. They're very knowledgeable about it. And when they talk to somebody that may want it, they assume that they know as much as, as you yeah, do. You true. need to back up from the very beginning and, and educate, just kind of download some knowledge. Uh, customers trust the educator. Download some knowledge into them. Tell them exactly why you do what you do, why you're better than the other person, and exactly like what Cam said, just educate. Talk to them like they know absolutely nothing. Envision them being yeah. a fifth grader, and you're trying to explain a flake floor to a fifth grader. That's literally how you got to provide all – you have the one customer who's like, yeah, I get epoxy and everything. No, actually you don't. You understand the shit you get at Home Depot and then 10% broadcast. That's what you understand. What I do is completely different. You don't understand a lick of what I do. So let me go ahead and explain to you what it is I do. That's what you need to do because when people say, I'm familiar with the resin industry, oh, you are? Then you'd be doing your own floor. <laughs> right. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, man. If you're at that point where you're at someone's house and say, I get epoxy and flake. No, well, you don't. Yeah. You, you really don't because there's no way you'd call me. You'd go rent a grinder and you'd do this yourself if you truly understood it. You don't. The reason that you have me out here is because you don't know what you're doing. And it's my job. I'm a professional. I do know what I'm doing. So let me tell you what it is I do and why I'm better than those idiots charging $4 a square foot. Exactly. Mic drop. Exactly. That, <clears throat> that, no, that's really good, in my I, opinion. I just, I don't, I don't know. I guess, like, we keep getting those questions, and it's like, okay, we can, we talk about it, we can talk about it every episode. It's like value selling, but it's like, 
you can hear it, you can get motivated by listening to the podcast, but until you truly implement it and, and take that mindset, like it's not a transaction. It's not. You're gaining a customer for life. You are not only are you gaining a, a customer, but you're gaining a student. Think of it like that. You're educating a student on what it is you do. <laughs> take yourself more seriously. I mean, do you want to be known as the guy that charges four dollars a square foot and just does people's garage floors and makes nothing, or do you want to be known as somebody within your community as a true professional and a genius of flooring? I mean, yeah. if you educate people, people are going to hold you in a higher regard. In your community, they'd be like, go talk to Jim. That guy knows everything about floors. You got to hear his process. Yep. They grind it. They open it up. They open. They they profile the concrete to like a TSP three, whatever the hell that means. I don't even know. Like, just there's so many words you could say. Drop. Oh, I'm gonna lay the epoxy. Once I mix the part A, part B, the exothermic reaction kicks off. It cures the floor. It's 100% solids, which means it's going to be incredibly tough, incredibly durable. It's not cut with. It's not cut with fillers or anything like that is a pure 100% product that the person right there they're just like I'm sold wow oh holy shit so Ben stop thinking about your competition who gives a shit what other people in your your area are selling floors for it doesn't matter that's what people don't understand it doesn't matter what other people are selling it for shop them shop the competition actually let have have somebody like your family member you know, get an estimate from them and be at the house when they're there. That's good. See, see what see what exactly they're doing for that four dollars a square foot. Also, I would say to change your mindset because I hear this when I'm on the phone with my customers all the time. Like, no, they went with the cheaper guy. Fuck them. You know, where you should feel bad. You should feel bad that you didn't sell that person. They're they're getting a lesser product, and it, it was because of something that you didn't do correctly. You know, yeah. you didn't explain you something didn't right, and you because of that, they only saw the price as a thing. They're not getting the true value of, of their floor whatsoever. You know, you did them a disservice. And let me lay some knowledge on you for a second. Let me backpedal here. If you're thinking about uh, what I don't like is how he says the competition. Okay, so a true success, a truly successful business owner doesn't have competition. The only competition is against themselves to better themselves every single day to compete with themselves and try to be in a different position, a better position a year from now. Who cares? If you're worried about what these other companies are doing, quit calling them competition. It's not competition in your mind. The only competition is you bettering your sales process, bettering your ability to sell floors, closing more deals, putting your business in a position where it's going to be more successful. That's the only competition. You don't even pay these other companies mind because in your mind, they don't even matter. It's you versus you. You know you're the best in town. You know that anyone who goes with you is going to get a better process. And it's up to you to educate these people and stop referring to them as competition because they're not competition. They're not. It's not competition. You're your own competition is my mind, I guess. Boom. Next question. That was beautiful. All right. Oh, oh! Well, that might have been Tina. I can never get used to <laughs> Tina like. in North Carolina writes in. <laughs> Tina. Uh, Tina. Uh, uh, other than using social media, what are some other good ways to market your company? Google Ads. Google Ads. Ooh, Cam's all about Google Ads right well, now. It's 100% so. the future. I'll tell you what, dude. If you're if you're using Facebook, that's great. Especially like uh, for a pro- a service that you provide in a local community. Uh, Facebook ads are fantastic. Google Ads necessarily you can set Google Ads are here. Let me explain this. So Google Ads are you can set zip codes. You can set whatever. You could set counties even. And Google Ads, if a customer, you got to think about what your customer is going to search. I want my garage floor flaked. Okay, so they're going to pop open Google and type in epoxy flake floor near me or something like that. Yep. Or epoxy flake installer near me. If you have a Google Ad running, guess what? Guess who's going to pop up first? You are in, the, they're in your geographic location they hit your hot words that you can actually set and then you're going to be popping up right first in the list they're going to click you and then you're going to go right to your website and trust me guys if you don't have a website you're fucking up you need a website so get someone to do you a website and build your own fancy to build your own with squarespace super easy to do if you can drag and drop uh files and emails you can build a website that's literally their slogan i think there's like a hundred companies out there that can build you a website yeah but facebook's good 
but Google is better because not everyone is. Uh, some people don't have Facebook, dude. Some people don't fuck around yeah. with that. The older generation people, they just learn how to use Google. It, typically, you I know? would say. Watch the Google. Typically, I would say most people do, like, they do a, a little bit of research before making a several thousand dollar purchase. Uh, you learn they're not going to see a picture over and over again on Facebook and finally decide to buy it. Yeah. But they are going to. Uh, look into it, do some research, look at different companies, and they're going to do that on Google instead of Facebook. 100%. Google Google ads are great. If you want to sell stuff, you want to be where your customer is. And when they're looking at putting up the amount of money you want them to, they're going to be on Google. If they're they're setting up... Okay, so if you're setting up Google ads, what's great is you actually have a section where you can um, implement hot words is what it's called. So essentially what you can do is anytime uh, someone in your specific geographic location that you set the parameter to searches for any of the words or phrases or anything even close to that, you're going to be the first one to pop up. So you sit down, you have this box in front of you and you get to think, okay, I'm a homeowner. uh, I want to get my garage floor done. What are the things that I'm going to pop open Google and I'm going to search for? Am I going to search for epoxy installers near me? Am I going to search for uh, epoxy coatings companies? Whatever. And you could add multiple. It doesn't add any money to what it is. The more, the better. The more um, omnipresent you're going to be. People are going to get you pulled up right first and foremost. And, and that, quite frankly, is a very valuable thing to be the first search result on Google. 100%. And if you yeah. have your customers yeah. leave the five-star reviews, like yeah. little have things like that. Have a Google like business page, too. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Pictures of the floors you've done. 100%. Wrap your car. Yeah. But that, like, like I said, you can build your own website, uh, and you can make these websites look super, super nice and professional and clean. You don't. It doesn't have to be like some $10,000 website. Like most of my customers are like, yeah, I just bought a website for twelve grand. i am like, what? Why the hell did you do that? Yeah. Why'd That's you do that? Insane. Dude, you could get a, just a landing page, have a guy on I'll Fiverr do it, do it. Yeah, have a guy on Fiverr build you a $25. website for $25. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah it's not 12 grand. All you need to do is have a testimonial section so people know you're a legitimate business. You need to have an estimate sign-up sheet where they can go ahead and sign up, and it shoots right to your email, and then you reach out to that customer and set up the estimate and have pictures of your work. That's a landing page. That's all you need, and that's like... $99 a year to have a domain. That's it. 99 bucks a year to have a landing page, run Google ads. That's going to increase your business exponentially. Facebook is just too random and crazy. You know? Uh, another way I know that people... Uh, adver- oh, you're so full of shit. No, I know that people advertise. This is across wow. almost every industry. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Business cards. They're pointless. Like actual, like physical index business cards. People don't use them. People don't keep them. 1960s called. <laughs> they want their business cards yeah. back. You know, if you like, if you hand out business cards, 90% of those are going to be stuck in those people po- people's pockets and they're going to go in the wash. They don't have a file for business cards. Better yet, make a digital business card and get yourself in that person's phone. That it's way, free. That, yes. It's, you just make a contact card with a website. Um, it, do that. Or if you do want like an actual business card, uh, make it like useful or unique, like uh, I don't know, a can opener with your name and number on it. Mm-hmm. That way, people are using it and every time they're can cracking opener. open a Sam Adams. Pen. They're looking at your like uh, your epoxy flooring company and your number. They're gonna appreciate it. Magnets, stuff like that, things that are cool, but not a stupid index card that you get from Vista Prick. There's my business card. Yeah, every, I talk to so many people and they're like, "Yeah, I've been handing out business cards. Like nobody is ever going to call you from a use business a brochure. Card. I had a brochure, dude. I laugh my ass off when people are like, "Do you?" have a card on you i'm like no i'm not a hundred yeah actually i'll text you my contact card if you'd like yeah when i was selling insurance i was i was like one of my mentors was like this like sales like guru type dude the dude was literally like if you were to build a salesman in a vat like it's what he was he was like the most he was good then always a sale he was just always in sales mode always speaking sales language and i was like on an appointment with him and we got done. I was talking to this business, and the guy was like, you got a card I can keep? He's like, oh, I don't do that, but I do have a digital card. And then he, we got in his car. He's like, look at that. Now I'm on in his phone. So. Oh, no, I wasn't <laughs> born during the Great Depression, so yeah. I don't have a business card. He just he just drops the knowledge. He's like, now I'm in his phone. Now when I call him, my name pops up. You know, I'm not just a number anymore. And I'm, I have I'm a good contact. Phone. I have a good contact for the guy. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's uh, pretty simple. Don't do business cards. It's, it's dead. It's yeah. no longer. And if you can afford it, like we've talked about a couple months ago on here, a local commercial, 
I think it's oh yeah, it's like phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, just Uh-oh. like tomorrow, everybody's gonna sit down, have Thanksgiving dinner, have football on, and your floor flake floor commercial comes on. Hey Billy, where do you talk about getting your floor done? <laughs> that looks great. Yeah, oh so. yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> if I was a commercial, I'd be like, do you hate your garage? Do you want a cool garage floor? Call me. And then it's like a 15-second commercial. That's and they're like, it, what dude. the fuck is this guy talking about? A garage floor. What can he do for me? Also, Bam! Also, Bam! Let's close it! It's epoxy! <laughs> Caleb, Caleb just brought up Thanksgiving. Um, so because dude, people get are going over to, no, it. Because, we get it. You're going to eat. Because people are going to have these big gatherings and stuff like that, take like... I wouldn't card. take. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Friday. I'd take Monday. Monday and call everybody who you get, who you've given a floor because their whole family is going to be over at that house most likely, and, and that's a great way to remarket and get referrals. Just show up at their house. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, hey, with Buckeyes who and did food. This floor? <laughs> Just gonna uh, sit here and pass out my brochure. No, get like hammered. A, a thirty second phone call is going to be able to like, hey, you know just want to check in on that floor. Do you know anybody else? And they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, my Aunt Sally commented on it, said she might want one. What's okay. her number? Sally sounds Boom. hot. <laughs> I wanna talk to the Sally girl. Yeah. But seriously, that's it. People are gonna be looking at the work you did, so call and see who commented on it. Yeah, so I, I hope that adequately answers your question. But I mean, you, you really got to invest. If you're a business owner, I mean, most most of the coding companies they're, they're smaller companies, they're local companies. Like you're not going to hire a, a an SEO manager who's going to run your website. Who's going to like quit thinking you need to do that? You don't need to do that. That's a waste of money for you. Are you a nationwide coding company? You do jobs in every county in every state. Then you need to invest in that. But uh, dude. You probably a couple different counties in your local area. A landing page with Google Ads goes a long way. Stop giving these companies ten thousand dollars to build insane. a that's website. So Quit doing that. Yeah, that's you know? stupid. It, Don't do that. It's, <laughs> it's, they I did to, that. <laughs> no, it's it, well, you're okay. Well, for it's this a, business, you yeah, did it because it's yeah. different. We're, we're selling products in every country. I mean, well. We could, I guess. But in every state. I'm down. But we sell to multiple countries. So what we need to do is different than what the, you guys need to do. You guys, a focused area. Uh, if you guys are at the point where you want to advertise in different states and you can literally take a week to go do a metallic floor, you ain't doing a good enough job of marketing in your local area. There's, You should be turning down jobs outside of a certain radius because you, you don't have the time to drive over there and do a floor. It just doesn't make sense for you financially. You should have so much work in your local area that you don't want to advertise to those people because you ain't going to do their fucking floors anyway, in my opinion. 100. No, I've talked to some people and they're like, well, I go up to about three hours away. I'm like, what oh, so you the... Oh, you don't do a good enough job where you work No with? way. Oh, don't okay. do so that. Six hours of your day is driving. So uh, you, was just, oh. <laughs> Dude, we were 30 minutes is like the furthest away. I mean, yeah. really, unless it was a big job. And we're talking residential stuff. Now, commercial stuff, you know, you're doing 10,000 feet. You can drive right. further yeah, away. That's right. But we're talking strictly <clears> residential <throat> people here. It's like, dude, just do your neighbor's garage floor. Stop trying to go two states over to make. I wonder what our demographic is, is commercial and residential. Probably more residential people that listen, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine more residential yeah. people. I yeah. think so. So do that. I love the residential. Like I did factory work, commercial shit, and it was always just a pain in the ass because you get there and they're like, "We're ready for you." You show up and there's like shit everywhere, and you <laughs> like you're cleaning up their shit to get started, or everybody's waiting, and then they wait. Oh, um, yeah, we we cut the check on every. Wednesday. We'll get you your check next quarter. Yeah. What the fuck? No, no. give me my money now. So now, yeah, I need the money. Yeah, dude, you're, you're getting in a whole different world of hurt when you move up to the factories and then the commercial spaces as well. And I know a couple of you guys are out there who do that. You're like, no, it's not that bad. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. Go next. All right, Riley in Tennessee. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of appointments, but every time I ask for the deposit, they don't want to do it that Leave. day. What is the best way to close the sale and take on those objections? So wait, they're, they're, they closed it, or I'm sorry, yeah, no, did they close it and they're not just, getting the check? Or it sounds like they're having problems asking for, for the, the close. close. Yes, 
Pretty much. I, I, Every time I ask for the deposit, they don't want to do it that day. So it seems like they're interested. They're pretty much on the edge. Yeah, 95% yeah. we're going to do it, but they want that extra 5%. First off, of you want to make it as easy as possible to take their money, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to have a credit card machine or whatever, you know, accept square, credit cards. Square, yeah, square, square plugs right yeah. in your phone. We accept credit cards. We accept checks. We accept cash. But... <clears throat> They're just buying time so they could shop your price. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just close it, man. Just close it. Okay. I would, I would, I would. Um, I mean, the whole my whole process in selling the floor, the closes is right when I walk up. I'm already closing it. Like that's my frame of mind on that. But yeah. the <clears throat> you can't see. Like I've said this before. Also, where people think with their own wallet sometimes yep. so they don't want to ask for the clothes because they think it's too much it doesn't matter it's just a number right so when you're going through your process just say and also we take half down you know and then just you say it just like it's normal you know what i mean so uh, another thing so like create urgency you know even if yeah. you don't have a full calendar tell them i need this deposit today um if, if you do it today i can get you on in a week or two but if it goes any longer i can't guarantee you for you know so many months you know, act busier than you are um that way you're creating urgency and then assume the clothes don't make it a big deal by asking or anything no. like that lay down the lay down the the money or uh, yeah itemize everything tell them how much the half deposit will be and just kind of assume that they're going to pay that way it's a low yeah. pressure situation how you like to pay for this today i got two points on this question uh first of all if you're having trouble asking for the clothes i'm a big i believe in this wholeheartedly that means you didn't do a good enough job from the beginning Mm -hmm. uh you didn't do a good enough job educating the customer you didn't do a good enough job uh selling you didn't do a good enough job somewhere and it's up to you to go back and figure out where you messed up because asking for the clothes at the end of it should be the easiest part of the sale they should be closed before they give you. Yeah, you, you know, should just say, "Hey, where do you want to sign? Uh, we'll we'll get this going." So if you say if you if you enter and you do your sales process to perfection and you do a great job, it happens organically. It's natural. They're reaching in. They're they're reaching for their wallet. They're. I mean, it's just like okay, let's get it on the books. Like that is the thing. But it's called priming. The second point. So what you want to do when you get there is. Or as early as possible, you want to work in there and say, hey, man, you know, nice to meet you. I'm excited to take a look at your floor. Just to let you know, we do uh, take, you know, half up front and then half at the completion. And then carry on. Start early and often. It's called priming. You prime them for that. So if you let them know that early, then you, re- you continue to, throughout your sales process, hit them with it again. Be like, yeah, just remind them, we do take, you know, half up front, you know, the same day. Like, and then just work it into your sales process. So by the end of it, they're like, yeah, dude, I fucking know that you take half up front and then you expect it today. If you prime the customer and you bring it up early and often organically, make it sound good, work it into your sales pitch, then by the time they get to it, they're, the, they're going to be asking you, okay, so do you want me to give you a check today or how do you take that half today? That's how the sale should end. You do a great job in your sales process. You bring it up early and often that you do require a down payment or a check deposit of yeah, half the I job agree. right up front. That's like the first thing you say to them. And then you go in your sales spiel and you work it out. You work it in several times. You bring it up. I work it out. By the end of the <laughs> by the end of the transaction, it's like, okay, so do I just give you I give you the half now of a check? Is that cool? And then that's how it should go. But if you continue or sitting there and you get those butterflies in your stomach and you start to sweat a little bit because you're nervous because you're going to ask them how you want to move forward, th- equate that with, hey, I didn't do a good enough job. You need to really work on your sales process because it should be like, okay, no shit. Let's sign the contract now. That's Even when you, you set up the job. estimate, you just set up the estimate saying, you know, is this something you're wanting to get done like now or is this something you're just looking into possibly doing six months down the road and if they say well it's probably six months down the road then i would say um well call me in six months then well then at that point you're already out there well, i my my position on that is i i always create urgency and i don't even give them the option like no six, i'm saying on the phone uh, oh on the when phone. you when yeah. you take their call to to go do the estimate yeah. Figure out if they're wanting to get it done. Take it away from them, and then they're like, well, we might do it sooner. But that's a good one. But but a thing that 
when you get there, sometimes they'll say, yeah, this is something we're not going to do for a while. They hit you with that early just to let you know, like, hey, motherfucker. You mean like a couple hours? No. What my, <laughs> a favorite line that I say is, hey, you know, and I did this, you know, throughout selling all the time. I always say, hey, you know, I completely understand that this might be something you're looking to do later, but I just want to let you know after you understand the process and you realize it's truly not that expensive when, when you see what you're getting for it, you have the right to change your mind. And it is something that you're able to do, and we can get this going a lot sooner than you anticipated. That's something that right in, in the beginning you're letting them know. You're giving them a scapegoat. Like psychologically they're like, I do have the right to change my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll start thinking, maybe I can do it sooner. Right? Well, something that's worked for me. Just do, do it, guys. The only other thing I would add to that, like, before you actually present the solution, like, tell them again what they wanted, you know? So, you know, like we talked about, this is your budget. Uh, you wanted a gray base coat. Okay. You wanted this. Uh, so, okay. Once you go through all of that, okay. So, uh, to deliver the floor that you want, you agree that that's what you want, get them to say yes a few more times, then tell them the price. Like, don't just yes. be like, don't just go through everything and then be like, okay, that's how much it costs. Actually, make like a, just like get their confirmation again, get their buy in again, kind of rework it a little bit. Next time, you know, listen to Grant Cardone or something to get you pumped up before you go to your sales, too. And envision yourself selling it before you actually sell it. Like, if you know you're going on an estimate, like, this sounds kind of dumb, but if you play it if you play it out in your head, like, athletes do this all the time before big games and stuff like that, like, envision yourself doing it. Picture yourself selling. It's going to go better than, than if you just go in there blind. Yeah, I think the conversation out in your head, yeah. have it go a hundred different ways, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that was awesome, guys. Remember, sellmorefloors at gmail.com to submit those questions. And now the fun bullshit question of the week. What is your favorite movie? Fight Club uh, always has been my favorite movie and probably always will be. But I'd have to say Fight Club. That's definitely my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one all the way through. Holy what? I've seen like bits and pieces Shit. of it, but I don't think I've ever like, sat down and watched Get the fuck it. out of here. All the no, way. Fight, wow. Club, Fight Club's amazing, man. Uh, that's, that's by far my favorite movie. It always has been. What about you? Oh, man, I have a lot. Favorite, Give us my, two. My one. Go ahead, Cody, if you got one. Oh man, I, that uh, is the that's school a, of cock. <laughs> it's kind of like the school of rock, but <laughs> Little Mermaid. You get it. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> the bad news, run. The, the bad news bitches, like uh, the bad news bears, shit. but with you know. Yeah, honestly, you, you know. I'd probably say uh, like I'm a big Denzel Washington fans. Like Training yeah. Day nah, might be good. up there with one of my favorites. I don't know Training what my ex- flight is. Another good one, but. Yeah, I like... Uh, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I'm going to bring up cases and all you bitches. All you motherfuckers. All you bitches. He's amazing, dude. He's, that's such uh, a good role. Did you guys remember so fan. many, like, thing, like movie parts? You you say those all the time. I don't uh, remember that. Watch that. So I have a genius idea. That's so funny about <laughs> that movie because uh, remember the Titans came out, I'm pretty sure, like a year before that. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like seven or eight. And I just remember watching that. Coach Herman Boone, he's my favorite. And then my mom let me watch Training Day. And I'm like, why is he killing people? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why is Coach oh, Boone dude. killing people? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> that's actually really. We'll bring up cases on all you bitches. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Great role. That was like the first time ah, I've seen him as a bad Shot guy. me in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Dude, honestly, it's a good Like, John Q is a good movie. John oh my God. Literally yeah. any movie with Denzel Washington yeah. is pretty I, damn I agree. Good. I, lo- I love watching that guy. I like sure. Jason Bourne movies, too. I, I always like those. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> all the me- Jason all, Bourne. All, all the gifts with that when it has, like, some idiot in his backyard doing a cartwheel or something, and it cuts to that guy saying, Jesus Christ. Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> That's the, those movies are super good. I'm yeah. a, I like The Matrix as well. Matrix, Keanu Reeves is guy. good. Have you ever watched uh, Eagle Eye to Shia LaBeouf before he went crazy? Yes. That's a good one. That's a good Wolf movie. on Wall Street, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's good. Uh, I remember I remember when that Ryan's first came out. When Wolf, Wolf Wall Street yeah, first came sad. out, I was in my senior year of high school, I think, and my football coach, Bill, he, <laughs> he, he like came into the – it was like 6 a.m. He came into the the red bar and like where we lifted and everything all distraught. And I'm like, what's up, Billy G? And he's just like, oh, 
went to the movies last night. He's <laughs> like talking. He's like, yeah, my daughter wanted to watch Wolf of Wall Street or some shit. It's like basically softcore porn. Don't watch that shit. Got got real intense about it. I remember like cracking up. Uh, I dig that movie so <laughs> much, man. That that movie is awesome. And the, the speeches that, that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio does in it are fantastic as well. Yeah, oh, if you yeah. want to get pumped up to sell, fuck, watch oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah, he's like, uh, no matter how hard life is, it's always good to have a shit ton of money to deal with life's problems. <laughs> yeah, that's that always helps. Where he's like, uh, he said, ask your parents how they feel when you're making their fucking Lexus payments. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, dude. I like and The Patriot, too. It was a good movie. Patriot's fucking yeah. great. But uh, Boiler Room's also one of yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I like that one. Favorites. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I never watched that one. What? Is it Mel? Yeah. Mel Gibson? I've or? watched like the parts you guys have shown in the meetings of I never watched. Ben that Affleck, oh, okay. all them. You all gotta them. watch Boiler Room. There was oh, that guy that uh, just God. shot somebody on set. What's that? Baldwin? He's in that indie. <laughs> no, no, Baldwin's not. Oh, he's not. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Gonna miss. No, the Boiler Room's great, dude. Like oh. you learn. Um, Different rebuttals and shit that really don't work too well in sales, <laughs> yeah, but they're funny, funny as yeah. hell to listen to. But he's like, ah, I think I'm going to pass. And he's like, the only people that pass have numbers on their back and they're making millions of dollars in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> this, Another one I like is uh, Goodwill Hunting, man. Like Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, that That's is a, a great movie. movie. Robin Honestly. Williams in his prime there. Oh, my Fucking. God. That movie is awesome. I actually just watched that like a month ago. I, I, that's one of those ones that I could watch all the time. Dude, like a couple years ago, I went through a long stretch of just like the classic, like critically acclaimed films. Dude, I just like Forrest skip Gump. all my college school. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Skip my college class and just watch like those awesome movies. It was awesome. I actually watched uh, <laughs> Young Frankenstein last night. You ever seen that? I have not. That's Frankenstein. You've never seen it either? It, it came porn? out in 74. No, just got Gene Wilder, the dude that played Willy Wonka. Okay. It's a comedy. Oh. It's fucking hilarious for 1974. It's a great movie. In in Goodwill Hunting, when that guy in the bar, he's like, "Yeah, that's probably Dolph for that. You'll get to that your sophomore year." He's <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, "Yeah, you you paid like 50 grand for an education you could have got for a library card." <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hey, you fuck, like apples? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you like apples? <laughs> Hey, I like them apples. <laughs> <laughs> got that girl's number or yeah. whatever. You sound like Bill Burr when you do it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, they all sound like Bill Burr in that movie. Yeah. Like they really push it. He's like, yeah, fucking, I'm gonna beat his ass. Oh, dude, the, it's the, like the, the Departed. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that one up, <laughs> dude. That was the last movie I'll bring. I, I'm gonna switch it. Departed is my favorite movie of all time. It's a great yeah. fucking movie, dude. Got, what is it? The Departed has like Matt Damon, Leo it's DiCaprio, and um, yeah. uh, that other, the first Joker guy, Jack one. Nicholson. Hey, do you like little? Miss Dolly Pimple there sucking on your prick. <laughs> I got uh, yes, I do. You want to keep it that way? You shut your fucking mouth. I got this fucking rat. And you're just like, he's a rat. She, that cheese-eating bastard. <laughs> they call him a cheese-eating bastard. Dude, that's fucking That's a awesome. Scorsese thing. If you ever hilarious. watch that movie again, like when somebody's about to die, Scorsese will put X's like in the in the background and stuff like that. I watched it a second time, and like every single time somebody was about to die, you'd look in the background, there's just like an X. Spoiler or, alert in three. Three, two, one. Dude, when Leonardo DiCaprio opens up the elevator door and gets capped in the face, man, I was like, oh what the God. fuck just happened? <laughs> I thought he finally did it. All the main characters just died. And then all of a sudden, Mark Wahlberg just comes out and just like, just dressed in fucking plastic and just kills Matt, Matt Damon's, Damon's character. Just <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Matt Damon's like, really? It just pop. Right in his head. For. He yeah. knew. He knew that he was the it's rat. Crazy. The cheese eating bastard. <laughs> cheese eating bastard. That's a fucking good one. That yeah, I'd say that. Movie. But I, I'm a movie buff, so I could go on for hours about movies. Yeah, I do like movies and TV. You guys got to watch Boiler Room. And any of you guys out there, watch Boiler Room. It's fantastic. That is a good movie. It's a great movie. We never. Oh, no, you did say your favorite is. I think you I brought up Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Gone with the Wind or something. <laughs> yeah. Moana. Blazing Saddles. Braveheart. Braveheart. <laughs> oh, Braveheart's actually cool. <laughs> they can take our life, <laughs> but they'll never take freedom. <laughs> <laughs> they cut his wiener off at the end. That's how they well, kill him. Wow. That's yeah, that's the spoiler. <laughs> He's just sitting there, and it's like weird because like if you like, it shows his face as they're cutting his wiener off, and it looks like he climaxes. It's like weird. <laughs> oh! And I'm like, well, they thank cut. God it's gone. Did they castrate him or did they milk him? What happened here? 
But man, that dude was a bad motherfucker. He killed everybody. Bad motherfucker. Everybody in that movie. He just killed them all. That's an older one, right? 80s? 90s. 90s. Uh, the 80s and 90s had a good run. Like the Rambo series, Rocky. Yeah. Like Rocky suck 4. Now. Rocky yeah. 4. When movies Rocky, suck. When Rocky no, no, yeah, repackage, revamp shit. Music sucks. Everything sucks. I, I know. Man, I couldn't believe That's Ivan so Drago killed Apollo impressive. Creed. Yeah. Good. He was a cocky prick. (laughs) I just start looking up all the movies from the eighties and nineties on Netflix is what I've been watching. Dude, I haven't I haven't found like a good like current movie in in a long time. There's the good luck, dude. Everyone's talking about that new like uh, that that rock movie that came out like Red, (laughs) whatever. I watched ten minutes of it and I was like, this is utterly repulsive. What was? And I turned it off. It's on Netflix. It's uh, the the Rock and Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Oh, I just watched that. That was. Stupid. Yeah, I'm like, this is so dumb. Have you seen Baby Driver? Oh yeah, I like Baby that Driver. That was like the, and that came oh. out like seven years ago. I think. Baby Driver, like, just like uh, Cody's all about high functioning autistic people. That guy is a high functioning autistic getaway driver. He's for very high functioning. Oh yeah, yeah he has to have like earpods in and shit, like like Rain Man. Ryan Gosling has a, a getaway movie called like Drive Two. That's yeah. pretty sweet. That's the opening scene, the the, more, the movie's pretty boring, but the opening scene is fucking awesome. Like the first ten minutes of that movie. So yeah. then shut it off after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I don't know, man. The, the movies are great, but like like okay. Okay, think about like critically acclaimed movies or think about like great speeches that have happened in movies like look back it's been years like decades oh, yeah. since they've come up with a good movie like Braveheart even when they're about to fight like the French or whatever he's just like he's like people want to retreat and he's like yeah we're gonna die and he's like yeah but if you retreat now you'll live a long life but it'll be in shackles and you'll die in your bed knowing that you regretting that you could have took a stand today yeah what what difference does it make dying now or dying after a long miserable life? Mm-hmm. And like the speech is just fucking captivating and just well done, and you're just like blown away by it. Yeah, and there's literally nothing like that. Yep, there we go. <laughs> oh, Inception. Yeah. I like Inception. Inception's pretty. I'm good. not smart enough to get it. I'll admit it. That's like that Tenet movie that came out. Supposedly, it's like Inception times ten, and I'm like, I can't even sit down and just like hurt my brain. The Interstellar, too. Interstellar is crazy. Took me about two times to watch it before I was like, okay, I get it. But like (laughs) Matthew McConaughey's that dude's awesome. Dude, have you guys seen the? I don't even remember the names of these freaking movies. They all they use that all on. Where he's like, no, and he's like hitting the wall trying (laughs) to warn himself or whatever. And one of the funniest ones was says uh, me trying to warn myself in 2009. Not to eat my first BV fi- beefy BV five, five burrito. He's like, no! <laughs> and then it just shows him, and he's like 400 pounds now. <laughs> oh god, no! But that movie is dope as shit. And if you look up, like, if, if you're any, any nerds are out there, if you look up like the the nuances behind that movie, like the the scene of the black hole took about two years to just make that scene. It's what? so. It is so accurate, physically speaking, like physics professors, and all these people in the science community helped develop that scene to make it as possi- as, as close to possible as what we think is going on in a black hole. What? So it took two years just for that frame to be created. That's oh, just when they talk about like time, when they go, they visit these exoplanets and stuff like that, and they have to be really careful because like the, for every five minutes they spend is like seven years yeah. on Earth, you know, they're just fucked you know every every time they're on that planet with a big wave or whatever yes. there's a click mm-hmm. and that is they put that in there on purpose because every click that's three years that pass on earth that is insane that's no way wild. there's like all sorts of crazy shit in that movie where you're just like fuck because if you sit down and you watch it and you think you're just going to be blown away by action and stuff like that you won't appreciate the movie for what it actually is yeah you know but if you like like look into it and understand it the whole premise is just Unbelievable! I remember they go down to that planet and they fuck around for like five minutes and they come back and that dude who they left on the ship is like 30 years older and he's like lost his mind because he hasn't talked to another human in yeah. 30 years but oh, they've only been gone for like years. five minutes. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, dude. Great yeah, movie. I've never seen it either, but, but the crazy thing is, the crazy <laughs> thing is, that's how time. Interstellar. The crazy thing is, like, dude, outside of Earth, that's how time works. Like, what, it's what, insane, dude. You start talking about relativity, and yeah. then I just like my brain turns off. <laughs> I, I'm far too stupid to understand those concepts. It's like because uh, the way humans perceive time is linear. Yeah, you know, it's linear, but that's not how time really works. But yeah. that's just how we perceive it. You guys got Corey crying. You guys are there. fucking nerds. <laughs> oh, 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 Arrival's another cool movie. Like oh, the Aliens. Oh, 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 oh
like what aliens, what the encounter would truly be like. Is that yeah. where the girl's like the, the cryptographer and she mm-hmm. like tries to communicate with the aliens and yeah. shit? Yeah, the aliens trying to warn of something that's going to happen because they've already experienced it and yeah. shit like that. And they're just like blobs of like ink. Yeah, they're like the big ass. Yeah, they're they, nice. They, big they're ass, nice like, aliens. Yeah, yeah they're like big ass octopi. Yeah, they come in and be like, I'm going to yeah, rape everyone. I'm going to fucking zap everybody. Uh, another one. Um, true crime. Uh, not true crime. Um True fuck what Matthew McConaughey was a detective in it. That's true HBO. crime the first season. True crime first or season. True detective. True detectives, dude. L- listen to the speeches he gives in that movie and just or in that series. It's amazing. Dude. Yeah. Mind blowing. He has all these like trippy like things that he believes. He's like, Time is a construct created by death to grow the things that it intends to kill. And like all these Jesus. crazy shit. And I'm like, Good Lord. what How the do you remember hell? all Happy this? Happy Thanksgiving. Shit? Ha- have you ever read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I've never known. I've I read it before. There's a whole series of them. <laughs> I read it because Elon Musk said it was the, like Ugh one of the most important books of his life but it's just like a little fiction stuff and like one of the first sentences I'm gonna butcher it but it says like so basically it's like these aliens like view on earth and they're like we go to the blue planet where there's carbon based life form and stuff like that where the most peculiar uh, animal of them all are these things that call themselves humans who would rather spend the day talking about things they already know like how it's hot outside than actual deep stuff and I was just like that's weird we do do that oh dude we're we're (laughs) so dumb but Yeah. yeah Dude, like that, and the true detectives, like, uh, yeah. So that's that's a lot of good movies. Like, he's fantastic. I could do a podcast just on that sort of shit, bro. Oh yeah, fucking love that shit. I like when they're in the church tent. Do you guys see True Crime or True Detectives? I haven't watched. It. I haven't watched. But it. Oh. I, when it happened, I had he's got just he's, reviews. by definition phone. By definition, <laughs> he is a pessimist in the true philosophical form. Like, he is a pessimist. True and true. Like, he sees everything from a pessimistic mm-hmm. viewpoint and he analyzes people like that. Like, they're they're watching a, a church service and he's like, what do you see? And the other detective's like, at church people? He's like, I see a propensity for obesity and to believe in a fairy that doesn't really exist. And, like, he just goes into these deep like speeches and the other detective's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh, uh, yeah. So watch yeah. that if you want to. You know, well. you were talking earlier about like a, a movie or something that hasn't. Uh, it's been a long time since it's been a great speech in a movie, or or a TV show or whatever. But the one thing I will say that I found recently, I mean, you've talked about it's Midnight Mass has some fantastic dialogue. That is a good Netflix series as yes. well. That blows, oh, I think I've seen that one. That, that blows great. my mind. I, I thought that like. Okay, I thought because Friday Night Lights, Matt Saracen, the quarterback, yeah. is the guy that's like the lead <laughs> character. I was like, how Matt good Saracen. could it really be? Yeah. But then, like, the takeaways and the themes and, and everything that you could take away from that show, there's yeah. so much deepness the in The commentary on religion and stuff oh, like that, too. Amazing. Oh, my God. Blew yeah. my fucking mind. I watched it in like two days. Yeah. I loved it. But yeah, we're good with questions. So you guys are nuts. we'll take a quick break and then come back for tip of the week. Easy Concrete Supply, your one-stop shop for all things decorative concrete. We make buying concrete supplies easy. Just the tip of the week. So the tip of the week, I guess, is I I came up with it, right? Yes, you you did. did. did All right, so prep, right? Prep is key, right? And You're talking like acid washing, right? Just yeah, dude. we should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> so the guys shouldn't. I'm buy doing a my thing. Let's, let's pressure wash the Hold concrete. Hold up, stop. <laughs> uh, what? Preparation is key in any application of all decorative concrete products, right? Why? Because you're prepping the substrate. Okay. Right. Uh huh. So let's just say, um, okay, there's lots of different ways to prep a floor. You know, I suggest prepping a floor with a grinder or a shot blaster. Okay. <clears throat> now, if you have a shot blaster, that's always the best. But most people don't. They have grinders. So even before that, you need to look at, you know, look at the floor. Look at the, if there's pitting, if there's cracks, whatnot. You need to repair everything while you're in that process. A lot of these guys do not prep the floor correctly they get into a big hurry and they usually cut corners Mm -hmm. by just going over it as fast as they can right 
So if you ever see like the, the, the dark spots in the floor and everything else is, you know, is ground, go over it again. Right? Mm-hmm. Need to make sure that there's no, you know, uh, glues or anything on that floor. But prep is, is key, you know. Um, on outside exterior stuff, the acid washing is okay because you're actually using a different product out there. Right. You know, and usually it's a broom finish. Usually on an exterior, it's a broom finish. So it's got a profile already. So you can acid wash it and let it dry and then come back and apply. It depends on which products, but, you know, if you're concerned, grind it. But a lot of things will trans, you know, transfer through that floor if you don't prep a floor correctly. Anything, Cody? I have nothing to add. It's what? Just, no, I mean, it just <laughs> kind of, you, you, you covered things really well. It's like, you know, if you're building a house, you the foundation good, daddy. needs to be, the foundation <laughs> needs to be set before you put anything over top of it, right? So it's yeah. really the same, you know. Yeah, make sure that you repair, you know, cracks and stuff correctly. Don't, don't use, like, caulking or Quit something. Quit cutting corners, just do your fucking job. <laughs> That's a good song. But really, I mean... <clears throat> It, that is the most important part of the whole thing. Or else right? it's just going to yeah. peel right up out that goddamn slab. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if it delaminates, you didn't do a good enough no, brabbing it. You didn't. Yeah. The second thing, I'll just say also on, you know, it's metallic season right now. After your base coat is done, Sand the base. I don't care what anybody in the industry says. Hey, Corey, why would I do that? It takes a couple minutes. <laughs> couple minutes. Well, first, there's so many things. That's, that's there again. That, that's your substrate for the metallic, right? So if you're if you picked up drywall bits and shit from the you know from the wall, and then you're just gonna metallic over those? No, sand it. The lint and shit from the air. Sand it. Do it. Sand the floor. After you sand the floor, make sure you vacuum it two to three times. But, Corey, that takes another five minutes. Even use an easy (laughs) clean roller or an acetone. Uh, You need to acetone wipe after you're done to make sure. You know, but I went to a floor one time, and they were getting ready to do, you know, the top coat. And I look over in the corner... And that's where they they broomed everything over the corner. And then they didn't clean it up. They were going to coat right over it. Shit'll oh buff. Shit'll buff. Shit'll buff. But, yeah, prep is key, guys. Um, if you guys have any questions about prep or email us. Call, right? call the toad, man. You can the call toad. Me. The yeah, toad. Call, me. call the toad. He'll, he'll take care of you. Just don't call him at 545. He's working out. Yes, most likely. I'm trying to. Working out that pee-pee in his mouth, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Because he's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's my tip. Yeah, man. Prep. Just uh, don't cut corners. It's kind of the theme of this. We should probably name the podcast. Don't cut corners. Yeah, don't Don't cut cut corners. corners. Don't cut corners, man. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, and I hope all of you guys have a good Thanksgiving or had have a, a wonderful great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, is this thing going to um, when's this air? Gonna, this will drop on Monday. So, so I, I hope, you, I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Yeah, enjoy we'll it. Get back to fucking work. Christmas is around the corner. If you still have leftovers, put you know some turkey and stuffing on some on a sandwich, cover it in gravy. Oh wow! Go ahead and try that. Now. I thought you were gonna say ship it to me. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> I ship that's it where to he's me. Going with it too. <laughs> no, go ahead and try. It. Even better yet, you have some rolls, make some turkey and stuffing sliders with some gravy. Oh, there's so shit. many things you can do with Did your. Did you TikTok over. that? Did you see? I saw it on TikTok. Oh, I don't have TikTok. F- fuck that! The Chinese are spying on me. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here <laughs> but yeah, there's so many different things that you can do with your leftovers. <gasps> Biden's an alien. If you have any questions with what to do, Google's phone. <laughs> Google, 
Google knows the diameter of your asshole by now, buddy. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, they're spying on me. It's done. It's like done, everyone yeah. knows yeah, they everything about on you guys. You. The fact that you download this podcast means you have a phone. <laughs> means you're being tracked. Like, sorry. Did you say? Did you say that Biden was an alien? Is yeah, wake up, people. <laughs> Let's, go, man. Let's get deep in the conspiracies. Biden's an alien. Nine Eleven was an inside job. Wake up. <laughs> That's wake, true. Wake up, people. Coronavirus, more like. The China flu that got out of Wuhan. <laughs> the Wuhan back flu. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> Speaking of the, the interstellar music, no, no. It said somebody in Wuhan about to eat a bat in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and it has magic. No, don't do it. Dude, have, you seen, have you seen the uh, South Park episode where Randy Marsh and Mickey Mouse fuck a bat and they're like, proud? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they have sex with the bat. And then the virus goes out. And then yeah, he's like, and they're like, uh-oh. They keep like narrowing it down. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Ultimately, it's leading back to him he's gonna have to tell if he just told everyone it was him that had sex with his bat like yeah. they cure everybody to be fine but he keeps like not telling me because he's embarrassed which is actually satire for the chinese government to uh, actually come out and let us know that they did this. it'll never yeah but uh happy thanksgiving happy yeah. thanksgiving happy thanksgiving sorry for the rant lizard people are real grow up people <laughs> bye see ya peace